Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. Today we've got another uh, special episode because we've got Patrick and Hannah Schreiner in the studio with us. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Dr. Schreiner is a professor at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he's the author of uh, several books, and uh, he's an influential uh, figure in Christianity today. Uh, You have, what, four kids together, about the same ages as our kids, Mm -hmm. and uh, we want to talk a little bit about discipling kids. Mm. Um, What does that look like? How do we do that well? And uh, I know, uh, Patrick, you've written on this idea of discipleship, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess written several books, but one of them happens to be on this idea of discipleship. So yeah. maybe you could just tell us to get us started, what is a disciple? And then how do we take some of those concepts and bring them into our home? As a yeah. seminary professor, how do you bring yeah. some of that translated into the home front? Yeah. So a disciple is a follower of Jesus, someone who walks in the footsteps of Jesus. And so some of what I've written on is Matthew and it's very clear that that book is aimed at making disciples of Jesus. You get that in the Great Commission at the end. And um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear as Jesus gives many of his teachings and all of the miracles that he does that he's trying to make disciples. And so really, if we're reading the scriptures or we're studying the scriptures or we're living our lives without thinking about discipleship, then we're kind of missing the point. We want to follow Jesus in these things. And so, yeah, for us, um, we really want that to translate to our kids. So that's going to look a little different than doing it for adults. But um, for us, I I think that's introducing them to Jesus in the best way that we can. And so some days that's going to look different than others. But um, what, what I see in the Gospels is that people fall in love with Jesus because they see his love. They see his mercy. They see the beauty of Jesus. And so I think our job as parents is to image that both in what we do and, and ultimately, though, to point them to Jesus. Yeah, that's great. Um, so uh, I mentioned that our kids are about the same ages, but Hannah, could you just give me the, the rundown on uh, your kids and the ages? And um... Yeah, we have four children. Our oldest is 10. We have another that just turned nine, six, and our youngest is four. So we have three girls, and then our youngest is a boy. And they all image Christ perfectly, <laughs> right? Well, I wrote Just a book like on us. it, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's perfect now. <laughs> it's uh, The hardest thing is to obviously apply that. And, you know, with four kids, it's life is busy, and uh, they're in sports, in school, mm-hmm. and we've read books on, like, what to do and what to not to do. And, you know, a lot of it is you got to fi- figure out your own family structure. Yeah. And some of it is figuring out your own kids, too. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking about, like, how, how do we, we – we have, you know, a 10 and a 9-year-old and then a 6 and a 4-year-old. And what I found, like, when we try to read the scriptures some at night is sometimes we tried to read it together and it was just too much for the younger ones and right. too little for the older ones. And so sometimes we've been splitting it up where I'm like, hey – you take, we're tired at this point in the night. You know? yeah, yeah. So we're like, you take the older two and I'll take the younger two. And so we'll do more of like Jesus storybook Bible with the younger two. Right. And then actually read the scriptures with the older mm-hmm. two and kind of talk to them about it. Yeah. And so, you know, different seasons, we do different things. But right now, one of the main things that we do is before they go to bed, we just try to read them a story from the Bible and talk to them about it and pray with them. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about family worship and a lot of people have, like, this is what you need to do every day, every night, and sing four hymns and read seven chapters of the Bible. <laughs> we just can't do that in our family right now. So doing simple things where 
day in and day out, we're talking about repentance mm-hmm. and sin and Jesus and confession. And then at night, we try to be as consistent as possible as getting the scripture into them. And and part of it is also like involving them in the local church. Like mm-hmm. we are the primary responsibility, but the church is there to help us too. And so being around the church and getting to know people there and having good Christian friends, mm-hmm. all, all of that is part of it. Our pastor in Portland, Oregon, I think he had a statement that was really helpful. He would often say, is there a gospel breeze flowing through your home? Um, and I think that was just helpful. You know, we do try to read the scriptures with them, but I think our kids know that um, Jesus is king of our lives. I think that's a big thing that we talk to them about. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a follower of yeah. Jesus, it affects, it's not that we just read our Bible and pray, but it affects how we treat one another. It affects why, why do they have to listen to mommy and daddy? Why do they have to obey? Why should they be kind to their brother and sister? Why do they forgive? Why do they repent? Why do we come to them and repent? Um, and so I think even that just teaches them, you know, we, we fail all the time, but I think just the fact that we say, you know, Hey, I messed up and I can admit that to you. I can come and say, sorry. Um, you can admit that you're, that you did wrong because that's, that's the gospel, right? That we are sinners in need of a savior. And so there's great grace to be found and forgiveness Mm -hmm. to be found in Christ. And so it's a, Yeah. That's great. And, you know, I like the way you phrase it, a gospel breeze. That mm-hmm. sounds so pleasant. sounds so nice. <laughs> um, it's not always. But yeah, I, mean, I, so hope, I hope. Sometimes it's a very rough breeze. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's a, it's a hurricane. Gale yeah. force winds. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, guess that's where I want to sure. go with this question is like, um, I love the idea, the thought of kind of family devotions, Bible time, gospel mm-hmm. conversations being pleasant, like a cool breeze. But you know, what about those times when it's not, or, or how do you guys make your Bible time fun and interesting and engaging and pleasant? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a big thing is letting them be kids. So, I mean, we struggle with this. Our kids are very active. I would like them to sit perfectly and listen. Yes. And, (laughs) but I, I think it's easier when they're able to play magnetiles and build a structure while we read to them. Um, or our little guy is really into Hot Wheels, and so he, we you know, can yeah, he can yeah. do those sometimes on the magnetile. You know, he'll make a. Track. I'll check on him and be like, "Are you still listening?" But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. popcorn <laughs> questions in there. Yeah. yeah, I love that. The, ha, you know, have fun while you're mm-hmm. while you're listening. With the kids, you know, I'm into kind of the visual arts a little bit, mm. and so actually, what I've what I did is watching Tim Mackey at the Bio Project when mm. he draws things out. Well, some of the things I do with the older girls is they start drawing out what we're reading. And mm-hmm. so, like, I'll literally – and then I'll have them draw it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that actually was really helpful for the girls as – so our older three are girls. But as the as we went through the scriptures, we come to tough things, and I just draw draw a picture of it. Mm-hmm. That's and cool. the kids just – the, the kind of tactile experience of seeing it. Right. And um, sometimes I'll do that with a verse. You know, honestly, like – a, a psalm like the Lord is our shield, and I'll draw a shield mm-hmm. or a tower, mm-hmm. and I'll and they'll be like, "That's cool," and then I'll write the verse above it and I'll give it to them, and I'll be like, "You guys should just think about that, like what that means for your life." Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm saying this right now; it reminds me I, we need to keep doing that because we've stopped doing it. Yeah. You know, like you get into these habits where you yes. did it for a little while and then you yeah. stop. And uh, but the kids really enjoyed that. So summertime, is I'm hard reminding for myself us. right now yeah. to get back idea. to it. You know. So wh- how would you counsel a husband whose you know wife wants to do that kind of stuff, but she's a terrible artist? <laughs> 
Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, my pictures are amazing. <laughs> I will actually look up online, how do I draw a symbol of this? <laughs> because I we use a whiteboard and we'll put a verse up. Yeah. And then I pictures yeah. are very helpful, especially yeah. if they can't read. Right. But mine are, are, okay, I'm bad. I'm bad. I'll just claim it. I'm bad think, at art. I don't think, but I I don't go think for it has it. to be good. It doesn't have to be good. Mine it's are much simpler counts. than Patrick's. Yeah. Patrick is... More of the artist. Yeah. Oh, man. That's That's cool. I I love that. I I think that's a great idea. You know, we we more so, like, the way you framed yours is a little Mm -hmm. bit different than what we've done because we've, like, illustrated words. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's just one way. That's right. The Bible commands you draw pictures with this. That's right. Keep going. I'm sorry. We've illustrated, you know, words. But what you're yeah. saying is like almost like paint the picture of a verse, yeah. which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. I mean, right. I, I like that too. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, we, maybe we can mix it up. But you'll have I, to do that. Yeah. You'll have to do it. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Um, so in terms of like resources, I mean, are there – you mentioned Bible Project. You mentioned a book. Mm-hmm. Is there other – like have you gone through other books that you found to be helpful? Or it sounds like you just kind of take a passage and, and go. Our kids love the Jesus Storybook Bible or God's Big Picture Story um, – I think it's storyline of the Bible or story of the mm-hmm. Bible or something like that. Those are great at just even um, just telling the story of the Bible, you know, story mm-hmm. of redemption history. Mm-hmm. Um, those have been really great for us yeah. as our kids have gotten. We let the older, older kids watch a Bible project pretty consistently. So we'll read a passage and then maybe I'll try to pick a Bible project video that mm-hmm. uh, connects to it. So if we read about the Holy Spirit, we'll try to find the Holy Spirit video if they have one. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to do kind of like a let's read the scriptures and then get some images in there again. They seem to enjoy those. They love YouTube videos. So that helps. Yeah. Um, and I've, then I've really enjoyed the like um, the she reads truth, he reads truth. They have a kids read truth, hmm. and so so some oh. summers we've I've gone That's through true. those yeah. with the kids, and they are very. They have coloring pages in there mixed with you know time for prayer, um, right out of prayer based on a scripture. So those have been. That's great. One of our one of my favorite things to do, and I don't remember what resource we always use, so this might not be so helpful. But during Advent season, mm-hmm. around Christmas time, we are pretty intentional to go through something that kind of goes through messianic prophecies at a more kid level, mm-hmm. and do like candles on the table, and have like a Bethlehem candle and an angel candle, and kind of like the more old school, typical way of how they did Advent. And there's something very, again, tactile and um, just reading Old Testament prophecies about the coming light. And then we have light. We usually turn off the lights and have candles going. And I think the kids, like, they really enjoy that time. And there's something special to me about Advent time where we're thinking about the coming of Christ Mm -hmm. and getting our kids involved with that. I really love doing that. And the resource, do you remember what resource we've used for that? We've used a few different ones. Okay. (laughs) One time we did use, again, the Kids Read Truth. They have Advent cards that were really fun because we would string them up each night and we would clip them up on little, you know, just twine. Yeah. Um, And they would like that. And it has cute pictures. Like a packet, though, an Advent packet Mm -hmm. that we use sometimes, right? I don't remember who it's from. I don't either. (laughs) But it's good. Whatever it is, there's lots of them out there. (laughs) Yeah. You can find one. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, my question would be, too. there's a lot of people who say they're busy. They're too busy. They're too busy. This takes a lot of work, takes mm-hmm. a lot of time. And you're alluding to that. It does take work and time mm-hmm. and effort. But mm-hmm. what would you say? Um, we hear it. You know, I'm too busy. This doesn't seem to fit in my schedule for me to have this Bible time or to disciple my kids real in a structure. You mm-hmm. know, what what can we do to help parents who are in that kind of thinking? 
Yeah, I think just having it be, you know, throughout your days. We, mm -hmm. In the morning when we wake up, we thank God that he's given us air to breathe. And that's simple. You have to feed your kids. You know, you're maybe helping them tie their shoes, and we can just bring in gospel truth. I mean, our kids know who made you. Like we walk on, we go, you know, as we're walking, if you're taking a walk with your kids or you're taking them to the school bus or you're dropping them off, wow, look at that sunset Look or look at that sunrise. Who made that? God made that. You know, like God is our yeah. creator. And so there's ways, even, you know, like if you're at the grocery store and your kid is just throwing a fit wanting that toy and then they get that toy maybe, I mean, uh, <laughs> but if they get it and later, they're not satisfied. They right. still want something else. And so you right. can even talk about why. Why do you think these things can't satisfy you? It's because you were made for something more. You know, so it's like if as a Christian, as a Christ follower, it affects all of your life. It affects everything. And so I think just taking the pressure off a little bit that it doesn't have to be a super structured thing. It can be as simple as saying, God mm -hmm. made that tree. Whoa, look at that cool bug. God made that. Yeah. Like that, that teaches them a framework of um, there's someone greater than I am. Great. Yeah. And I would add to that um, and just follow up with what Hannah said. It doesn't have to be technical, complex, long. Mm -hmm. If you set your goals really high, like we're going to do all this stuff, you mm -hmm. probably won't meet them, mm -hmm. especially with busy young family. And so have simple goals like let's try to read a verse a night. You know what I mean? And pray with them. And so set simple goals. And if I would say, though, if you're too busy to even do that, then I think you have to ask yourself, what are we prioritizing as a family? Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that's a good thing to ask at times. Sometimes we recognize as a family, we are too busy with other things. And the primary thing is not the primary thing of our family anymore, whether that's sports or even relationships or whatever it is. And there is a time to say our family needs to slow down. We just have to slow down. And that's every once in a while, I think we need to reevaluate our, our lives and what we're all involved in and just say, what what is a priority here for our family? So don't make it too complex so you can do it. But also, if you feel too busy, maybe we need it's time to think about what we're actually doing. Maybe you are too busy. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot. And it's is particularly powerful coming from you as as a seminary professor and um, you know kind of family that knows the scriptures really well. Mm. And you've you know written technical books and you read high level stuff. And here you are saying, keep it simple, keep it quick, yeah. let them play with magnetiles right. while they do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. You, you don't need to. You Sometimes know. it's a curse to do this because, you know, I'll preach on like gentleness and my kids will be like, yeah, dad, remember that sermon you <laughs> preach? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're good at keeping us That's accountable. Right. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, like teaching it is great, but it's the day-to-day -day living it out that like I can teach on something and then to enact it and embody it for my children. That's the hardest part, right? And it's just, yeah. uh, you know, we, as Hannah said, we have to ask forgiveness a lot. And, you know, when I'm instructing my kids, if they've been disobedient, I just always try to point them to, like, you don't obey me because, I, me, because of uh, me being perfect. You obey me because God has called you to obey me, and I'm called to obey God. We have a higher authority. Just reminding them, like, you're not obeying me because I'm amazing. I'm not amazing. God's amazing, and he wants what's best in your life. Mm -hmm. And so just always bringing them to, like, there's a higher authority here than us even, and we are called to obey too. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're speaking about here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys so much. That was such great truth for us to think about and to learn from you. We really appreciate having you on our podcast. It is a joy to talk with you both about parenting. 
And we thank you listeners for listening in again. We will talk to you next time. See ya.